Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it and how would it come in handy? This is what I'm asking myself every single day. Even if I'm not planning on going on a trip where I need to use a new language, I'm just like, my brain needs to stay alive. My brain needs to stay active. And there's only so many crossword puzzles I can do in one week. And that's why exactly. I just feel like putting my mind to the test would just be using Rosetta Stone to improve my language skills. And I'm always like idealizing. Oh, I want to learn Francais. So when I go to Francais, I can speak French <laughs> with the person in You go to Quebec. <laughs> but really, I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm gonna learn Spanish, I'm gonna do it on Rosetta Stone. That's amazing. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they have 25 languages offered. You have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language. There aren't English translations, so you really learn to speak. You listen. You think in the language of Rosetta Stone, and it has an intuitive process, so you pick up the language naturally. First words, then phrases, then sentences, which means it's designed for long-term retention. And the app has a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like <laughs> having a personal trainer for your accent. It's very helpful, okay? That was good. That was good. Thank it's, you. It's convenient. There's an amazing value. You can get a lifetime membership and just have every single language, all 25 languages you can have for your lifetime, and you can just work through them as long as you're alive. That's kind of an iconic mm -hmm. goal to have. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash who today. You will say Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. Well done. Are you yawning? I'm Lindsay Weber. I couldn't help it. You know, you can't help a yawn. It just happened while you were talking and I was like, oh no. And I went with it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, I'm not yawning because I've been up for how long? Three hours? <laughs> I mean, you know. I've been up for three hours. That's what happens when you're with babies. I'm awake. I'm not yawning. I'm drinking Java. It's really good. We have a DC show at the end of March. You should buy tickets at whoweekly.us. It's going to be great. We were going to banter about Katy Perry's new video, Never Worn White, but we don't have the time, as Lindsay told me. We just don't have the time to talk about Katy Perry's new video for Never Wore White. We can't talk about the fact that she has technically worn white even conceptually because she's been married I don't even before. want to talk about it. I don't even want to talk about it. We can't get into it because it. we have so many calls. Okay, let me play the first comment. Oh, you're listening to Who's There, our weekly comment show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. This is the first comment. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby. Medium time, medium time. Just calling after listening to your episode with Katie Lee in it. Uh, and you missed one thing about her. She was the host of the first season of Top Chef, uh, which is terrible, and the show was still trying to figure out what it was at that time. It did give us the wonderful quote, I'm not your bitch, bitch. But uh, by season two, she was replaced by the goddess Admiralty, and the show took off from there. So, Katie Lee, definitely a who of Top Chef. Shout out to my Top Chef Who Stars. Love you. Women don't belong in blue. 
Number one, thank you for calling in from inside a wind tunnel. <laughs> you, it seemed like you had other things to do, like survive the wind tunnel, and yet you called us anyway. Number two, the quote is, you're the bitch, Who bitch. Who said that? Get like, the quote what's right. The... I don't even remember, but it's like it's like the iconic quote from Top Is Chef. it? You're the bitch, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Tiffany had her vision and everything, and that's great, but you can't be everything in an equation when there's a team of three. I no, did not say, it's my turn to talk, okay? okay? I, I, I've heard you talk for the last 24 hours about That's you, about your ideas, about da-da-da. No, but I, I... So let's just, let's zip it. Okay. When you talked, I'll zip it you, for you talked. So Go ahead. let me talk. Bottom line. I also didn't bash you. You've been bashing me the last 24 hours. Don't touch that. Don't touch that. Don't touch that. It's like... When did I ever say that tonight? Every time. I'm not your bitch, bitch. You know, let's get through it. Wow. I don't need to be talked to and treated like Wow. You treat me like shit. I mean, I used to watch Top Chef and I'm behind. Well, you know how I got, you know, how I got back into Project Runway because I hadn't yeah. watched in so long. While I was like getting back into Project Runway, I was like, I should get back into Top oh, Chef I because never, I loved it just as much I as I loved this. I never left Top Chef. Top Chef is iconic. <laughs> it's so good. It's never been bad. I, I knew that she had done this. So it's funny that it didn't click that this is why she got into food because she had this like kind of easy in. And it is really funny that Padma Lakshmi also had this easy into food. Like both of them were mm -hmm. able to take these hosting gigs, which I would say were kind of random considering because when they launched <laughs> yeah. Top Chef, it was like, no one knows what this is. It's not popular. We can just find any like woman. It doesn't matter. You know, so find some mm -hmm. woman who's willing to do yeah. this. And ended up being them, and they both launched it into like successful food careers. What was I gonna say about Padma? Oh, what was the Padma was on top of my mind because of the the tweet of hers because she listened to the new Dixie Chick oh. song and then she posted she a selfie does, of her in a cowboy she, hat and it was like she does funny tweets. She's a funny tweeter. Listens to Gaslighter once. She's like or something. Chrissy Teigen wannabe on Twitter. Like she's trying to. She's funny. She's pretty funny. Padma has such a. Padma's energy is so much more relaxed. Chrissy is so well, manic is the wrong that. word, but Chrissy's like out there. Padma's just so calming and soothing. I like Padma a lot. Hey, um, I know you'll never play this call because it like really, really does not matter. But the reason why Logan Lerman still has a career is because he is beloved by older Gen Z, like people in high school and like early college right now. Um, it's probably because of Percy Jackson, because we were all obsessed with those books when we were like in late elementary um, school and middle school. Um, but the reason that he has so many fans is probably because of that. And then we watch all the stuff and I truly did not know anything about the controversy of his new show because I, the only thing I knew about it was that he was in it. Um, so for 17 to 20 year olds, it is more important that Logan Lerman is in that show than Al Pacino is. Um, I really don't know that much about Al Pacino, but I love Logan Lerman. Um, crunch, crunch. Okay, so the coveted older Gen Z, a.k.a. 17 to 20-year-olds, <laughs> that is the Logan Lerman fan base. We figured it out. That's fine. That's it, right? Amazon's like, we got to make this show about Nazi hunters for our 17 to 20-year-old fan base. Well, they had Al Pacino locked in, so that's the... Demographic. That's the, like... 65 to like 82 fan base right like that's there that's that fan base is locked in you know who is there anything inside the the hunters universe that appeals to millennials no no absolutely not no? we hate we don't like nazis we we <laughs> fucking hate them and we don't care about them we're like we're and we're too yeah, fucking right. we're too we're too busy talking yeah. about like 
current politics. No, to see and we Nazis don't right want now, a right? fucking fantasy alternate history. We're too practical and we're too focused on revolution to like even fucking. Yeah, we don't we don't need like the fantasy of we don't revisionist history. We're like dealing with mm-hmm, shit right mm-hmm. now. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're making us out to be the true heroes. We are. <laughs> no, I. We're the fucking. We're, the heroes. we're not the heroes. We're. <laughs> Meanwhile, all of our parents are like, what's the show yeah. with Al Pacino? I'm Meanwhile, not sure. Whatever. Exactly. I'll watch all, ep- all, exactly. all 10 episodes of it in two days. <sighs> okay. I'm so excited for this call because I haven't heard it yet. Here we go. Hey, guys. Had to pause the pod to talk about the Rita Ora headline. I have a garbage American accent, but have British parents and lived there for a long time. And my husband's British, so I am fortunately slash unfortunately aware of a lot of the British slang, and I think what they're going for is a bit of all right, which is, like, a very common British thing. Like, if you think, like, something tastes really good, you'll be like, ooh, like, that's a bit of all right. Or, like, possibly more derogatory is, like, they'll describe women, like, beautiful women as, like, oh, she's a bit of all right. So it's a very um, kind of tenuous, uh, I guess, play on that phrasing um i won't even attempt to subject you to my fake british accent but um take my word for it okay bye a bit of all right a bit of mate. all right i like that a bit of all right that's a good one i just paused the podcast monday's episode because that audio of the couple karaoke jonathan property brother zoe Deschanel was the most horrifying audio you have ever played on this podcast, ever. Bobby, please do not watch the whole thing. We care about you here in the Hooligan community. We do not want you to put, put yourself through that torment. Um, crunch, crunch. So many people called and were like, I cannot believe how much audio you played from that episode. I also, someone else said it to us in a text and I didn't believe that it was as much as it was. And then I listened, Bobby, what it was it, almost double. It was almost double. I was couldn't... like, I have to get this message across. I couldn't. I, I tried to use less, but I was like, I. It was like th- four minutes I, of audio. Sure, I am doing you a. Sure, I'm doing you a disservice playing this and ruining you. But I would be doing you more of a disservice if I didn't fully express how bad it is. And listen, caller, don't watch the whole thing. How do you think I got the audio? I watched the whole thing. It's so bad and i didn't realize one thing i didn't i've I've never watched carpool karaoke the show on apple tv plus before or i hadn't before this and what's kind of wild and maybe this is an anomaly for the show structurally but it just starts like it they're just there it just starts like there's no it's not it's not like james corden being like today on carpool karaoke it's just 16 minutes and it's like they show up they go to the car. There was like a zany thing where they like rehabilitate. They were fake gun hole gunshots on the the car, and they like clean it up, and then they gun get shots? in the car and they just start driving and singing. Yeah, it was like you know those stickers you can oh, put on. Yeah, they faked that the car needed like to be. Well, the thing with James Corden segment is always like, I need help getting to work. Won't somebody like carpool with me? And then, but it's a false. There's no premise. It's just like someone's in the car. But then the end, the, the 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 other singing that they do in the clips, they're dressed up as each other and performing on a stage. So Zoe and Bones are dressed up as Jonathan, another one. You pay for this service. No, no, because I got, no, I have Apple TV Plus free and I will never pay for it. 
I got it free because it came with the phone. Do you want to hear something funny? I also got it for free because it came with the phone and I accidentally canceled it and I can't get it back. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you cancel a free thing? You love the I don't know what I was show. doing. I don't know what I was doing. I just was like, I think I got fed up. And I was like, fuck this. I'm going to can't. I want to make sure this doesn't renew or something. I'm canceling Your favorite it. show on the planet is morning show. It's not. I walked into Lindsay's apartment and she had a gigantic morning show poster frame. I wish. She had a morning show. She had a morning show rug. She had a morning show mug. What else? Okay, yeah. She had the the TV that Steve Carell breaks in the pilot. It was like on her wall, signed by Steve Carell. Yes, I have that. Yeah, that's what I got on (laughs) screenbid.com. The morning show screenbid.com would be very good, I bet. Right? Yeah, especially, yeah, we have to wait for the show to get canceled. Then everything goes on screenbid.com. Apple TV is never canceling that show. Are you kidding? No. I know. It's true. They'd rather cancel like iPads than like <laughs> ad- admit that they like failed at TV making. Also, it's so funny that I think I got a push alert about like the Friends reboot is officially happening, but it's literally just a special on HBO I don't even Max. want to talk about it. It makes me so mad. It's literally just They're a bullshit a special reunion. Sitting, sitting on right. a fake set. But it's everyone's getting paid like what three million dollars each. They don't even have to act like their characters or do anything scripted, and it's just promotion for all of the old episodes going on HBO Max like, or whatever. Remember that? Remember the episode where you wore the fat suit? Remember right. the episode right. where you did this? Right. right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just feel like no one wants this. Like they think that people want this but the teens who are excited about friends don't want to see the old versions of the friends they want to see the friends when they're 30 years old yeah they they don't want a reunion where they have to look at how old they all are and hear them talk (laughs) about the one where good old days ross puts on pants or whatever like they either reboot it as a show which is never going to happen again or like don't do this keep it special remember the clinton administration wow Let's reboot it. Just kidding. Let's reboot. Okay. <laughs> uh, a couple celebrity dyslexia calls. I love getting these. This is like a great yeah. little Pandora's it's box. It's like a reopened. good niche. Yeah. And people are still calling about them, which cracks me up because there's no answer. It's just like, yeah, you're right. Those things. Because like ev- everyone's brain like fucks up in different ways. So they're yeah. all very unique. Hi. Um, medium time, first time. Calling regarding name dyslexia absolutely know who these people are separately but Jamie Lynn Spears and Jamie Lee Curtis will never stop being confused in my mind and I'm like I love Jamie Lynn Spears in Freaky Friday I love when she switches bodies crunch by the hooiest version of name blindness is Orville Peck and Anderson Pack, who are two extremely Extremely different people. All right. Good form, Bella Thorne. Bye-bye. Hi, Who Weekly. Long time, long time. I have another dyslexic name, Mira Sorvino and Mina Suvari. Who are they? What are they? Are they the same woman? Why? Is that a genuine <laughs> question? Who are they? Who is Mira Sorvino? She's and an Mina Academy Award-winning actress. Um, Mina Suvari and Mira Sorvino is really fucking funny. I've never heard of them as, because we, there's a version of this that we've talked about before, which is the Dylan McDermott, Dermot McDillett, like whatever those. Okay, what? <laughs> Dylan, Dylan McDermott, Mc... Dermot Mulroney. Dermot Mulroney. We've talked about this, but, and Dermot. this is like, 
This is the original. This is this is the original one that all basic people know. Like, yes, that those names are the same essentially. This is the more like Galaxy Brain Who Weekly version, which is Mina Sorvino and Mina M- Mina Savari. <laughs> What's the gif of like the woman who's like shrugging and it's like something like two plus three makes seven or something? I don't know it. God, it's like a woman who's shrugging and it's like. And it has like a math problem over her, and it just says like two plus what equals seven. I don't know. It's just like that. So what gif are you is trying to I say? Th- that gif is what I think of when people are like, I can't tell the difference between Dylan McDermott and Dermot Mulroney. <laughs> <laughs> Mina Suvari, most notably the star of American Beauty. Yeah. And and loser. Both of these women Jason are Biggs. very fairly not quite acting prominently right now. Like. They're probably well. Mira Sorvino's career was ruined by Harvey Weinstein. That's very true. But she won an Oscar and is famously <laughs> Romy White from Romy and Michelle. Yeah, Mira Sorvino's best role is one of the best roles of all time. So by that rule, she is <laughs> yeah. like a legend. You know, by that by that rule, she is one of the greatest actresses of all time to have ever walked the planet. My sh- my foot is bleeding is the best line read of any line in American cinema history. Excuse me, I cut my foot before and now my shoe is <laughs> filling up with blood. That's the line. That is I, the most iconic line ever I, spoken on I American cut, film. I cut my foot before. I'm not lying. That is the funniest line read of anything ever written on paper but in a film. It also requires the context. You have to play the whole scene. What is she like? Nice, nice suit. Is that Armani? Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, yeah. What do you do? I'm a okay. suit salesman. <laughs> I cut my foot before and now my shoe is filling up with blood. Hi. Hey, um, great suit. Is that an Armani? Yes. Yes, it is. Well, I thought so. So what do you do? I'm a suit salesman. Would you excuse me? I cut my foot before and my shoe is filling up with blood. Seem like they're rich, but they just work in industries that, like, the car, like they all work at the car store. So it's like, that's why they can have a nice car. <laughs> Walking at the Jaguar dealership. Oh, but like, my God. <laughs> Okay, we need to move on. Uh, what is what is Mina Suvari up to? Do we know? Let's. <laughs> was that, okay. Was that you considering and then deciding not to Google? Well, she did. Um, she made some. She made "I'll Be Home for Christmas" a TV movie and Psych the movie. And she, oh, she was on that sitcom "American Women" that was canceled. That was based on um. What is that awful movie where she plays? Oh, with like... Amina, with Alicia Silverstone, that was based on the life of Kim Richards or something. Guile Richards okay. from Housewives. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, that's not what I was referencing. I know, but I just had to finish the thought. It's the one where she's playing like this, like awful, offensive, like blonde woman, and she's like, "I mean," her whole thing was like, "I mean." I'm looking at her IMDb. Oh, oh, Beauty Shop. I love the movie. Do, do you know that about me? I love the movie Beauty Shop. Uh, spinoff of Barbershop starring Queen Latifah. Beauty Shop is very Do you like Beauty Shop funny. better than Barbershop? Yes, yes. <laughs> than all the Barbershops. That's the freak of uh, in you. Beauty Shop is is very weird but beauty shop has like really fun little performances andy mcdowell has a fun role in it alfrey woodard has a fun role in wait, it wait wait, wait. alicia what? silverstone is in another thing with wait so 
literally, I was just talking about a TV show that Alicia Silverstone started that was canceled that Mina Savari was in, and you made me click on Beauty Shop, which is in the movie that Alicia Silverstone and Mina Savari are in together, a different the, one. <laughs> the joke about Alicia Silverstone in Beauty Shop is that she's the one white woman who works at the beauty shop, and everyone's yeah. like, how does this white woman know how to do like black women's hair? And she's and she's like constantly proving her. it's like kind of annoying and she's doing a fake southern accent. That's the worst accent maybe I've ever heard in in movie history, Alicia Silverstone in Beauty Shop. But everything else about Beauty Shop is like pretty funny. Mina Suvari plays a hands-on spoiled rotten rich girl in Beauty Shop, while Annie McDowell is more of your sweet southern belle. If a little bit clueless. What you girls think about that Janice Jackson, huh? Janet. Janet, baby. Janet! When I interviewed these two gals, I found Mina to be the quiet one. And Andy, well, see for yourself. I work out a little bit. I'd say. Okay. So do I. Do but, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think that noise summed it up. Mm. Nice. But it was time to start this interview, right? Wrong. You guys, speaking of fun, had had to have had a lot of fun making this movie, right? Yes. You're kind of like... <laughs> no, I'm just stuck on the body. I'm sorry. It's a distraction. Um, okay. Do you want to get it out of your system now? Or... I don't know if I can. I'm so sorry. It's, just, oh my God. it's mesmerizing. Bobby, did you know that it's Live Nation's concert week? And from now through May 14th, you can get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows? I did know because Live Nation sent us a list of all of the concerts. And I'm obsessed because I'm definitely going to see some of these people. Well, you can get up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, including Alanis Morissette, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson. Who else am I seeing? Lainey Wilson. Peso Pluma and Sarah McLaughlin, like back to back. That's fun. Megan Trainer then Peso Pluma, then Sarah McLaughlin, and have us the summer of my life. So grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to buy now. Hi, Who Weekly. Medium time, long time. Who is Lauren Gray? Why is she in Taylor Swift's music video? Why does she have so many followers on Instagram? Did she have them before the video? or only after the video, please help me. I need to know. Crunch, crunch. She's in the video because Taylor Swift is the Ellen DeGeneres of pop music. It's An so true. An asshole who it's everyone loves. It's the most pandering bullshit. She to... panders by just like, oh, viral person? Give them some money and put them in my thing to totally. maintain my relevancy. That's totally. what Taylor Swift does. Taylor Swift it's doesn't like care who this woman is. It's like when she called every gay person and was like, so I'm doing a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse Taylor Ferguson like gets in a gets right. in a sports car. He was already there. In two there. Seconds. He was already there. He didn't need a phone call. He knew. You're doing a like, what? A thing? <laughs> I'm there. Um <laughs> You know okay. I love things. So yeah, Taylor she was in Taylor Swift's video because it was pandering. And what's really funny about that was that that's what caused people to be like, who is Lauren Gray? But mm -hmm. this is a name that I've been hearing or has been popping yeah. up for a while now because she is one of the Few, very few breakout-ish TikTok, YouTube, musically, whatever stars that has longevity still seems to be around. Good morning, guys. It is currently eight o'clock in the morning. I just woke up and made my bed and I had to take the sheets off my bed and throw them in the wash because Smudge decided to leave me a present right next to me on my bed. So that was pleasant to wake up to. My forehead is currently breaking out. What's new? You guys know the drill, but it's like a little bit worse than normal because I've been traveling and I've been stressed. 
So today I just wanted to do like a spend the morning with me routine. Not even routine, but just like a spend the morning with me video because I've been doing a lot of like get ready with me type videos. And this is going to be similar, but I'm also going to show you like what I'm eating for breakfast and then and what other shenanigans I'm up to. So I guess we'll just start with makeup and I will see you guys over at the vanity. Well, and, and, and partly because she was on the first form of TikTok, which was Musical.ly. So right, right. she just parlayed that into TikTok stardom. It hit the stratosphere. Also, she got older, too. So but that some helped. Musical.ly people didn't quite make the transition because there were mm -hmm. some names I remember us mentioning or at least seeing. And some of those people just don't exist anymore on Maybe they didn't want to go to TikTok or whatever it is. The yeah. point is, is that she is a long lasting. Like, remember Baby Ariel, who actually does play into this story? What's she up to? They all start releasing music and they kind of fall off. Yeah. The, well, maybe she's the, as relevant. Musically, which is obvious, musically, a lot of the people who were on Musically were trying to become famous singers. They were trying to go like a Bieber route. Like, I'm going to just like do covers. I'm going to sing songs on this thing. Like, TikTok has started veering towards more comedy. But. Lauren Gray kind of does funnier stuff, too. Like, Lauren Gray's funny as well, you know? Is she? Have you watched her stuff? She does. I was on I was on her profile, and I was like, I can't be on here long. But she does, like, she's not just a singer. It's but like, she did get a record deal that was worth, like, a ton of money. Yeah, she capital, is. Yeah. She did, she did par, parlay. She did parlay the, like, singing that she did on these. So much. Yeah. Did I? Did you say parlay? Am I saying parlay? I said, parlay, you said parlay, too. It's like, why am I saying oh, parlay? I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just repeating what you whatever no i'm like mad at us for saying like words get in your brain and you're like i'm gonna keep using this stupid ass word okay go on sorry anyways the point is is that she successfully is one of the few that successfully figured out how to be just talented enough to get a record deal to work with but has enough influence where rec she convinced a record company that she could actually sell music it's like a funny mix it's like She's a good enough singer where she can make music and it doesn't sound terrible and it's passable, but also the popularity makes up for the rest of that. It's kind of what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, uh, I'm just scrolling through her videos again, too. It's just like you scroll through and she's doing a lot of like cutie little look at my clothes, look at my shoes, look at all this. Like there's something aspirational teeny about it as well. So like it, her popularity makes sense. Point is, right. her popularity is huge. She has over 40 million TikTok followers now. So, of course, Taylor Swift was like. I need someone. I need someone. Give me a TikTok. I need a TikTok person. Well, and they right. found this TikTok She's, person. It's it's at the point where she can ask anyone and they'll do anything. And I do mm -hmm. think there is something about making music videos like once it's big enough, it's like, well, we have to ask like so many. We have to ask all these people to be in it. So it can mm -hmm. be just bigger, bigger, bigger. And that's when you get like just the worst kind of Easter egg spotting thing, which is just like just a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and I and and it it's funny because we were talking, but we were talking about this with the stupid love video. Maybe it was on a Patreon episode. I'm not sure. As we were watching it live, I was sort of like, "Oh, this is disappointing because it's not." I mean, there it is sort of apples to oranges. But a Lady Gaga 
music video was sort of cause for major preparation because you were like, okay, this is going to be an investment of time. This is going to be 10 to 15 minutes of stuff. It's going to be this stupid, stupid narrative, but still a narrative. Mm -hmm. Like you're watching it because it's essentially a short film, which Beyonce does as well, but it's it's a different thing as well. Mm -hmm. But like Lady Gaga's not doing that anymore. It was weird to just see sort of a straight three minute video for the song. That's it. Taylor Swift has never done that. Taylor Swift's videos have always been about cramming as much stuff in there as possible so that people can call out like um like you're saying like find the hidden image like you're in a highlights magazine like that's what taylor's concept is lady gaga's concept has always been like big narratives like stupid story like over the top taylor swift is like how many people can i jam in here that people can screenshot and then make articles out of yeah you know? no it's, like, it's just about it. right that's it so what's interesting what else is interesting about this person lauren gray i don't know she's like She's obviously one of the big characters on one of my favorite websites, superfame.com. Just kidding. I hate it. It's like they report about like TikTok stars and stuff. It makes me depressed. There was some like um, she like she did like bully baby Ariel, which is a while ago. I think we might have even brought talked about this, but she there were these videos that came out where she was like making fun of baby Ariel, I guess. Mm-hmm. Who was the who used to be the top of our game, TikToker, mm-hmm. uh, musically or but I'm not sh- who I else, tried to find the video, and then if you see, I put the screenshot in here. When I yeah, tried to find gone. the video of her bullying, the bully, the video has been taken down, and it says this video contains contents from Shot Studios affiliate who has blocked it on copyright grounds. Like, imagine being the company that owns these TikTokers' videos. Yikes! Right, but the apology is still there, which I appreciate. The whole thing is like I'm literally 14. This is all I know. <laughs> you know. But she is now 17. She's now appearing in just <laughs> it's only been three years since this happened. God. And now she has music and I'll play some here and you can see if you like it. Maybe you're a big fan. I don't know. It's sort of because the music industry is changing so frequently. It never stops evolving. I'm like, when was the last YouTube, like truly like YouTube star, social media star who turned into a big pop star? And it's like Shawn Mendes. Cardi B. Oh, Cardi B. Cardi B. Cardi B. Cardi B and like Bad Baby. Who bad but baby like had reality TV as well though? Yeah, I just I'm thinking of like social media stars, social media presences who made that leap. Lil Nas X, but like technically not. You're yeah. right. Like who, who? Yeah, I mean, but even those are YouTube. So it's like right. when is the last? Right. When is the Shawn last? Mendes is the probably most famous slash only big pop star to come from one of these musically musically Vine. Yeah, right. He came from Vine. That's TikTok. what I'm thinking. Those these people monetize their music, but they don't actually cross over into like actually pop chart making music. They just yeah. they get a you they people watch their videos on YouTube and and, and that's like what it, I was gonna but. say. So it's like, does it matter? Like she's signing these traditional record deals, but like. And it's saying in this thing that you pasted in here, according to Docs, Lawrence getting a $550,000 advance for her first album and can make up to $4.8 million total for her second, third, and fourth. And it's like, does she need the albums or can she just do these non-traditional things and make money off of TikTok also singing? Like, she could even probably go on tour without having to release these traditional things. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you don't need to be a pop chart topper. No. to be really successful no, in music. No, because that's the that's way that niche fandom works. It's like, yeah. just find another thing that you can viably do and mm-hmm. do it, right? And put it on the pr- and put it on the platforms that you're already working on, which is YouTube, right? Because YouTube is now music as well. And it doesn't, it, like, okay, that's fine. And if it hits beyond that, then that's great. If not, pe- the same people are just going to watch it who already watch your YouTube. But I feel like the danger with, with this 
traditional thing is people are going to say like, oh, she released an album and it's a flop. And it's like, yeah, the, the traditional album might be a flop, but like she's very successful in all of these other sure. avenues. Right. I don't know. It's 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 interesting. Why even fucking release an album? Unless yeah, she that's really what I'm has wondering. Like I guess that's my vision. fundamental question. Yeah. Why not just release music videos until the end of time? That's you know that's probably the answer. I don't even know. She has a record deal, but like TBD on whether that means traditional record. It might not even mean that at all. It's sort of like how people like we have this subconscious. Uh, cultural conditioning where it's like it, you're not you're not an actor until you like I want to have a TV show I want to have a movie but it's like you could still act on like your web series and be famous but it's like you have this compulsion like no it's not real yes. unless I am right. in a movie it has to be a real movie movie sure. like, um, and there's a version of that here okay next right. call okay I just called but I have a important question who is the more famous British Harry Harry Styles or Prince Harry and I think they're both them but and what about Harry Potter? Okay, thanks. Crunch, crunch. This coffee is so good that I got from this coffee shop. Oh, my God. Most famous Harry? I, Is it... I, my gut says it has to be Prince Harry, right? Like, how could it not, right? It's got to be Prince Harry. Because even, like, older people know who Prince older Harry is. Know. Because it's whatever. But And, and also the... The British monarchy is like kind of worldwide at this point because of yeah. everything that's gone down. Prince Harry is like pretty. It's sort of like how do you compare anyone to Prince Harry? You know, like Prince Harry and Prince William are two of the most famous people in the world, yeah, regardless truly. of category or name. Truly. So like truly. I, you, it's, it's almost unfair because Harry Styles is immensely famous, crazy famous. <laughs> right. But, you know, like you just can't compare with those people. Right. It's like the right. Queen of England. Right. You know, maybe that's a Western thinking. Maybe that is Western thinking mindset. But it's just like these are two very famous princes and also within pop culture, which Western pop culture gets pushed off to the rest of the world as well. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely Western thinking, but it it does get pushed everywhere. And also like the history of British colonialism, like unfortunately, like a lot of people know about it for because of that. That's it. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, Lindsay Bobby. I've been thinking a lot about Callista Flockhart. Like, what happened to her? We still see Harrison Ford around, and I think they're still together. Like, Harrison Ford is always, like, vaguely in the back of a award show doing that old man frowny thing he does. We just, like, don't see Calista Flockhart anymore. Where did she go? Yeah, Calista Flockhart. Who are them? What's she up to? I just think about it a lot. Crunch, crunch. Uh, Who are them? Calista Flockhart. One, two, three. Who? 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 I say who. Sorry. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, Allie McBeal is kind of a them and a close a flu. We've we've like maybe done this before. I'm having a deja vu moment. But yeah, it's funny that you're like, what is Harrison Ford up to? He's literally starring in like a big movie that's coming out this weekend. That That is kind of floppy. But Call of the Wild remake yeah. i mean he costs like one one billion dollars to make this movie with a cgi dog right but he's like everywhere i mean he's pretty he is out there like calista you're right is not as much but but harrison ford harrison ford is he's the out there i mean he was just in three star wars movies and was like i hate right. this <laughs> right <laughs> like, so he's like oh please put me in a movie with a cgi dog that movie 
was like, you'll pay me oh, how boy. much money to do this? Uh, oh, fine, God. I'll do it. You know, when I saw the behind the scenes clips of the man in the suit playing the dog against Harrison Ford, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Well, America loves dog movies now, so of course he was I guess, do but this. that dog is like, un- it's like the entirety of Lion King. It's impossible to watch. We feel so weird. It's like Uncanny Valley. The dog is like winking and like doing all these human y things that dogs like kind of don't do, really. Kind of don't do? <laughs> I mean, some dogs are amazing, you know, and do stuff like that. Wink, you know? <laughs> kind of don't do. So, Calissa Flockhart is Harrison Ford's wife. Uh, her most iconic role is as um, the is Gene Hackman's daughter in The Birdcage. Just kidding. It's the role of Allie McBeal in Allie McBeal, which is a show I've never watched, by the way. You know, I would say Allie McBeal is, very, is one of those shows that's really of its time. I'm not sure yeah. the I'm not sure an Allie McBeal rewatch is like on anyone's list. And notice it doesn't come up in those it doesn't come up as something that people are out there rewatching and saying, Go rewatch Allie McBeal. <laughs> go. Like it you was important go. to me. I watched it when it was on and loved it, but I just I don't I'm scared to rewatch it. I don't think I I don't think it would hold up. Wasn't it cancelled in like two thousand four? It was remember. on for like sixty two thousand two. Okay, yeah, two thousand two makes sense because I had a friend not a friend. I had an acquaintance in high school. And one time, oh. well, she sat in front of me in class. What did that have been? French. Oh, French class. Definitely. She had in her school planner, like she was one of those like extremely organized people who like had that, 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 that handwriting, that like perfect handwriting that everyone had, you know, mm-hmm. and she like put everything like her planner was funny because it had tests and she had it open on her desk a lot. So I would look at it. But in the same weight as she would put tests, she would put the shows that she was watching. Right. And I remember specifically one time I was looking at her calendar and it was like French exam or something. And then bigger font, it was Boston Legal. And then later on it was Ally McBeal. And I was like, it's really funny that this girl watches Boston Legal and Ally McBeal because to me- They're, two, at that they're age, the same show. Well, to me, I was like, what do I want to watch these- Show, these are shows for parents. Like I was like, I'm not going to well, watch Alan McBeal. These know, are shows for my Allie parents. Also, McBeal takes place in Boston, right? So it's a Boston legal show. Also, it's Boston legal and Boston legal. Is sure. Boston legal a spinoff of Allie McBeal? No. Are, are they all David E. Kelly shows? I don't remember what Boston legal. Michelle was. Pfeiffer's going to call in and be like, "Give my husband credit." Allie McBeal took place at a fictional law firm in Boston called Cajun Fish. I remember this because we it was exciting to watch Boston-based shows at, in my household, and. Oh, they're both Boston. David E. Kelly. Okay. So basically, but but they're the same. Boston Legal and Allie McBeal are like saying Allie McBeal, Allie McBeal. They're both Boston Legal shows, you know? Boston Legal started in 2004. It makes, well, I guess if if my story has a point, that's a stretch. I think it's that when I, when those shows were on, I thought of them as shows for people who were absolutely not me. Like I was not one of those yes. kids who was like, sure. yeah, mom and dad, I'm going to watch The West Wing with you. I was like, right. no, yes. no. Allie McBeal's cultural legacy, Dancing Baby, uh, uh, Co-Ed Bathroom, uh, Search in My Soul by Vonda Shepard, uh, 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 Callista Flockhart. That, I mean, that truly was, oh, and uh, you know who really did amazing in this? Jane, Jane Krakowski. Krakowski. Yeah, okay. Jane Krakowski. And it was, spo- like, people thought Callista Flockhart's, like, career would, like, take off from it, but really it was, like, a, a very specific character for her. So, what is she up to now? She's still working. I think she's just, like rich and happy she's a mom she's just like i'm i just because she's not working doesn't mean she's not living her best life i'm sure she's fine she was just a voice in the penguins of madagascar movie amazing she was in the reboot of supergirl that was canceled i remember that whatever like 
op- there are opportunities for Callista Flockhart, and in it seems to me that she's just like she she takes stuff when she wants it, but she has the luxury of not being not needing work, you know? Yes. And also, I found this profile of her from when Brothers and Sisters was on. She was on Brothers and Sisters for a long time. Um, that said, the the creator referred to her as, um, let's find this. Reluctant star. A reluctant prince. It says, I would describe her as a reluctant star. And I mean that in the most magical way. A reluctant princess. So it's like, yeah. she doesn't love fame. It's like very much acting Maybe as my job. Maybe she shouldn't have started Whatever. dating Harrison Ford then. I mean, that's like the most annoying thing is that if she doesn't love fame, like... Which brings me to the a very fun fact that I did not know. It's not even one of those things where I was like, I forgot about this. I didn't know this did either. did not know this. So I guess in 2013, James Marsden was promoting something. And during his interview with this person in this profile, he revealed that he was the original wingman when Callista Flockhart and Harrison Ford started dating. James Marsden went on their first few dates with them. So it wouldn't look like a date. Because they James Marsden was also an Ally McBeal. Briefly. Yes. Yeah. And so they were friends. And he said, I'm going to read this quote. She said, come to dinner with me and Harrison. I'm like, me, you and him? It turned out to be a small group of us, thankfully, but I ended up her wingman. The group had dinner, then headed back to Ford's home for drinks and music. He was giggly and goofy around her, but pretty aloof with the rest of us. (laughs) And then he's like, we had more drinks. He played more music. And then at some point he gave me a look that said, okay, you've got to get the fuck out of here. Because like he had to make his move. Right. That's really We have talked about this because isn't this how we brought up the iconic Harrison Ford earring vacuuming, which is like what she spends most of her time doing? This is not why we brought it up. I think it was just a Callista Flockhart who and them. But yeah, she's vacuuming up Harris. She's vacuuming up Harrison's earring. That's what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is Callista Flockhart up to? In September of 2019, according to BostonGlobe.com, Harrison Ford and Callista Flockhart were back in mass over the weekend. <laughs> Did they? Why were they back? What does "back" refer to? Do they live there? No. They were back. They were They're back. back. They're well, back. Well, the thing is, I clicked it, but whenever I clicked this, the the story, it like Boston Globe is fucked up and it won't let me scroll. So I literally mm. couldn't get past the lead image. Okay, I could so only read the headline. You just knew that they were back. You don't know where they came from, where they're going. Hi, medium time, medium time. So I'm sitting at Washington Square Park, and one of my friends just told me that the E-Trade baby from the E-Trade like baby commercials grew up to be Jacob Tremblay. Um, I have no idea if that's true, but can you guys please investigate? Crunch, Yeah, I'm always reading about how this market is so tough, you know? I tell people, go to E-Trade. You know, bless you, Peppers. You know, no matter what the market does, E-Trade can help. They got strategies, screeners, 24, 24-7 customer support. Anyway, they have pretty much every investment you need. You know, Peppers, I told you to get a flu shot. E-Trade. Investing Unleashed. Okay, this would be normally like a caller, sweetie, but I just want to address it because it has like an easy answer, which is no. Not only is he not the baby, because the baby's name is Manolo Gonzalez, and also the ages don't quite match up. They're close, but they don't quite match up because the E-baby turned five 
in around 2012. So mm-hmm. now he's about 15 or 16. And Jacob Tremblay, believe it or not, is 13 years old still. Has he aged since he came on the scene? I don't want to think about Jacob Has Tremblay. Has he aged at all since we first came into conscious of Jacob Tremblay? Something is going to like take a quick little turn in his DNA at some point in the next couple of years. Don't. And he's going to look like a completely different person. And everyone's going to be like, what happened to Jacob Tremblay? Like, you'll never believe who this is. And then we're all going to be like, member room and then never think about him again. I just cannot believe that he's 13 still. I thought he was 13 like five years ago when he was in room or whatever. He was a little kid when he made room. He was seven in room. Ugh. But now he's 13. Oh my, this is like, at least Billie Eilish, I was like, oh, she's still like 14. It turns out, no, Billie Eilish is like 18. She aged. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fine. Jacob Tremblay, man, he's 13 years old still. Okay. So he wasn't the E-Trade baby is what you're saying. I, I pretty much can confirm that Jacob Tremblay was not the E-Trade baby. Lindsay Bobby, I'm sure somebody's already called in about this, but you have to know that Channing J. Tatum, or Channing Tatum J., is now going to join the dog movie universe. Approximately five hours ago, he posts on Instagram. A little over a year ago, I got back from a road trip where I said goodbye to my best friend. Now I'm making a movie inspired by her. So proud to announce that dog, D-O-G, all uppercase, will be released by MGM Studios and in theaters next Valentine's Day weekend. Thoughts? I just can't with this dog universe. Tim Tebow lesbian crunch crunch. Women don't belong in balloons. Channing Tatum, forever kind of maybe the who is them, aside from like Kardashians or something to me. Mm-hmm. There's something about him that screams who to me that I like, that I'm like, oh yeah, I love it. Sink yeah, down into I who think, I, I think he, if he's not a who now, he like, I could see him devolving into who territory and i could see him being happier because of it he makes sense as a who to me like he tried out the leading man thing maybe it didn't quite work out i don't know but like there is also something very themmy about your dog dying and you immediately you like using that making a script about the dog and the dog movies picked up and it's coming out next year and you sold the movie like that is power that's powerful he makes me think of he reminds me of like the 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 you know the the thing about brad pitt where it's like when we realized culturally that Brad Pitt makes more sense as a supporting actor, he started getting more interesting work. You know, like maybe Brad Pitt isn't yeah. like the number one but hunk. Also, maybe he's the like thoughtful character actor who just happens to be a hunk. The thing about Channing I think Tatum, that might be though, Channing Tatum is like it's hard because he's so typecast because of That's the like way that he dope. looks and is. But like the stripper thing obviously came from his own brain and his mm-hmm. own life experience. His so that's tough. Yeah. And then his other probably breakout role was probably Jump uh, Jump Street, right? Mm-hmm. And he's so funny. He plays like lovable big dope. So I just wonder like what he wants to do with does is that what he wants the realm he wants to yeah, And then stay they put him in, in Foxcatcher and they were like this is his this is his Oscar play and then it didn't work out. So Right, it wasn't mm-hmm. like that. Um can I read you the description to this dog movie? And then Please, I want you I'm to tell me to whether you think the dog is going to be a live action dog or a Call of the Wild CGI monster yes. dog. Okay. Yes. Monster dog. Here it is. Tatum will play Army Ranger Briggs, who, alongside his companion Lulu, a Belgian Malinois, 
dog. I love a specific dog breed. I guess that was a dog breed of his dog who died. Haul mm. ass down the Pacific coast in time to catch their best friend's and Handler's funeral. One of them has a week to live. The other lives every day like it's his last. Wait, which is which? I think the dog I think lives every day. that's the question. Yeah. The, do- the dog probably lives every day the like it's his last. The dog probably lives every day like it's his last, yeah. Even though it's a girl, Lulu, whatever. Together, they'll drive each other insane, break a, a, make a small handful of laws, a small handful of laws, narrowly evade death at the hands of some overly aggressive pot farmers. Okay, specific. Confront the possibility that pet psychics are real, teach each other how to love again, <laughs> and give each other a chance for a new life. That sounds like the first dog movie I'm interested in in a long time. Really? Because I like a road movie. Like I don't need to watch. I don't need to watch like Harrison uh, Ford. But technically, Harrison Call the Wild is a road movie. I mean, they're like traveling and stuff. I don't like CGI dog though, and I don't. And it's and that's an old story. I don't need another version of that story. I'd rather it be a contemporary thing. And I don't like sappy dog movies that are about like mommy's dying. You know, right. like I don't want that. Like this yeah, seems this like a one fun is, road. Somebody does have a week to live. But the person's already dead. They're going to a funeral of someone that's already dead. Wait, but no, no. One of them has a week to live. Yeah, but it's not like <laughs> tragedy family. I think what I don't like is the family dog movie. I'm also pulling this out of my ass. And I just am more, I'm more drawn to Channing Tatum and a real dog than I am uh, Harrison Ford or Kevin Costner. Who was it? Kevin Costner voicing a dog that's like, Mandy Moore has cancer. You know, like, I don't want that. No, obviously nobody wants that. So you're guessing this will be a real dog. I think so. A trained so. dog. Yeah. Not a CGI dog. Because it doesn't sound like they need it to do, like, it doesn't sound like they need it to do It doesn't have to, to raft do down the river like it did yes. in the Call of the There's Wild. No act- it's just going to, like, sit in the passenger seat. Yeah, a huge mistake would be, I think we, I think the CGI animal stuff really fucking, tur- I don't think people like that. No. We were perfectly happy with Babe, you know? Just give me a fake mouth. Give me a fake mouth. But now, the only chance to save the farm pig, 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 pig. is for one little pig. He can't leave. You're my lucky pig. <laughs> to go to the city. You can't leave. Huh? You can't leave. Anybody home? Anybody else? <laughs> Uh, yeah, when the mouth is like, rah, 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 rah. and yeah, the dogs aren't the the animals aren't doing it doing all that much. Like they can't do more than like walk this way, walk that way, sit, like turn around. But that's what animals do. I don't and need them to be like actors, overly animated. That's what human actors are for. Like if it's if it's a movie with just animals, that's why Lion King was tough because it was just animals. So it's like you really got to like pull a lot and about a like, lot out of it. Yeah, they were CGI animals, and it made a gajillion million bazillion dollars. So what are we even? complaining about let's move the shit on okay (laughs) um are we done i'd like to be let's call it let's call it thank you for listening to who's there you can call in at 619 who them if you have any questions comments or concerns support us on patreon.com slash who weekly for weekly bonus episodes and occasional mini episodes what else follow us on instagram twitter and facebook buy merch whoweekly.us buy tickets to our live shows whoweekly.us we're coming to dc at the end of march and tbd we're planning a tour for later this year we're in the early early stages but it's coming at you soon and also have a great weekend we'll see you on tuesday bye you will drive us there once was a jenna dewan whose name felt too short not too long Then she met Steve Kazee, fell in love by the sea, 
and her name got its true denouement. Crunch, crunch.